Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We absolutely respect it, but I, uh, Jerb just booed you. I mean, excuse me, Trey just booed you silently. But um, I was I was expecting at least a Chardonnay or perhaps a Pinot Grigio. But uh, Red Bull, Red Bull, it is. It, it's still, hey, don't it's still, me out. I, I mean, I can still go get the Jack. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, so we got a great show for you guys. We're gonna talk about. Uh, the Netflix show Hollywood. Uh, we just started it as a group. We just watched the first two episodes. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to get into the battle that never was. Bone Thugs versus 3-6 Mafia. I got opinions. We all got opinions on that. We're going to get to that. But first, I'm going to throw it to, uh, to Trey. Trey, lead us off with our weekly Insecure Talk. All right. Thanks, me. <laughs> this is so funny, by the way. All right, man. So... You know, we start this episode. Man, where do I where do I start? I'm I'm gonna I'm let B actually start this off. Let me just say right now before y'all start filler episode. Throwing it out there, this was a filler episode. Yeah, this wasn't my favorite at all. Um, I mean, it started off really weird with um, Issa like immediately letting her side hustle with this block party affect her main job, the one that's paying the bills. She got the whole apartment complex knocking at her door because the water's not working. So, yeah, uh, it was it was it was some one liners in here. I took offense to and then some was like (laughs) relatable. So the one that they said, never marry a teacher. I fell back in my couch and kind (laughs) of stumbled a little bit. It was just kind of like. You know, why, why, what, what, what's wrong with teachers? And then also Jerv mentioned which one was relatable where he says men do fucked up shit and end up with a daughter. Jerv, can you elaborate on that? I mean, I've done enough in my life, prior, you know, prior days, college days and all that stuff. I did enough. I knew I was having a daughter. Like it was there was just no way in hell I wasn't having a daughter. So it's, so, it's fitting. So you're trying to say that. Karma yes. sets you up for a daughter. Well, you yes. say God punishes men with daughters. I mean, that's no, a little I, sexist, I, don't you think, Jerry? I, I I don't believe. Come on, Wise. I don't believe. <laughs> I don't believe he punishes us with daughters, but I do believe he gives us a daughter, and he says, "Slow down. You you need to relax. That's what your daughter does to you. You know, it's not a punishment. I love my daughter, man. Come on, don't do that to me, Wise. All I'm right, a daddy's so- girl. So I, I, I get that. My dad, he tells me everything about all the crazy stuff he used to do in college and, 
you know, I think he he really wanted a son. He ended up getting one, but me and my dad are super, super close. And I know I am his favorite. So I don't think it really slowed him down, but I think it kind of taught him. What did he reveal to you? What what age did he reveal to you the, the, the secrets of his past? It's never been something that he had to reveal. Like, I have two godfathers, so whenever we would all hang out, they never censored their conversation. They always talked to me as if I was, like, one of the boys. And he said that he did that purposely so that I would know how men talk when women aren't in the room. He was really—he was real with me. So your dad was a a, a, um, a Steve Harvey ass nigga, basically. Oh Not my god! Hey, hey, no, no, no. But um, let's get back to the show. No, but I think uh, Trey, what you what, what you what you wanted to start with, which is the conversation is about, is um, I, and I always forget the um, Amanda Diva's husband's name. Um, but you know, he has that scene with Lawrence where he's just talking about like, yo, I had all these ideas about how my life would go and my marriage would go and all these different things. And he's he's looking at his daughter, literally this, his eyes are watering up. And he's just like, well, all of that has changed because now I got this little angel here. And then he made a really uncomfortable joke about one day a dude's going to try to finger bang his daughter. I, I, like, maybe, maybe I'm getting old and I'm kind of over the idea that dudes need to be thinking about What's gonna happen to their own daughter's vagina? I, it's just creepy to me. It's a, it's a weird sentiment yeah. to me. Like, I, it's something weird about that shit to me, bro. Um, confession. So I'm not gonna say that I've gone to the extent that homie did, right? Like I I I haven't had the the graphic thought or anything of that. But I I've had my moments where I'm like, shit, somebody's like, uh, not my daughter. You know what I mean? Like I, I haven't had the finger popping thought, but like I've had the the kissing thought, I guess. To put it nicely. Okay. Right. Okay, Cliff Harris. Go ahead. I mean, you, you you look like you wanted to add something real quick. I just no, stole just, that joke from Trey, by the way. <laughs> I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening to Jerv, and I'm trying to figure out what the hell are you saying, man? <laughs> like I, I mean, I, I I just have thought about the fact that my daughter is going to get in, she's going to like I've already had the thought my daughter's going to be involved with a guy at some point right like a little so. Well, what if she's a lesbian though I don't care okay whomever. good 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 okay. whomever, whomever right like she's going to be involved with someone someone and that someone is going to do things with my daughter and that's just not like, cool bro that's Yo, let me, control let me just let me just say this right now it's so funny that like people try to express how they feel and then like a second no no I don't mean it like that though I don't mean it like that because we know inevitably there's going to be if there's a group of I don't know how many people listening right now there's going to be one person who's sitting there with a notepad Jerv said that he doesn't want I mean like come on relax everybody let's relax we all know what we mean we don't mean like in a heteronormative way we just mean like the idea that one day our children are going to be grown ups and me messing around. They go fooling about, right? And and that's that's a that's a tough that's a tough reality to come come to grips with. So I you know, and I want to stay on this subject. Obviously, I don't well, it's not obvious. It's actually a rarity. A black man at 33 don't 
got a kid yet, but I'm just saying, like, I'm somebody, are you sure? Are you sure? You know what's so crazy to me? Like, that used to be the stereotype, but like, I have a, a let's say a group chat of my homies from back home. It's like 15 of us, only three people have kids right now, and you know what I'm are saying? Y'all sh- are y'all sure? Right. It's a wrap for that. People aren't having kids as early as they used to anymore. Are y'all sure? Oh, you mean, did I have something like like a Vegas one-nighter type of situation? Uh, yeah. Oh, I don't no, know. No, 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 no. They would have found me by now, I think, <laughs> if, that was the, if that was the case. No, but what I was trying Sick to get at, I mean, is that, you know, we keep we always talk about daughters this way, and nobody would ever say that about their son, because nobody ever feels like... Your son's sexuality is getting taken from him, right? Like, you don't feel like somebody's, you know, stealing something from him. Whereas with a woman, for whatever reason, people feel like it's impossible for somebody's daughter to grow up, be sexually empowered, and perhaps be taking it from some fucking dude. You know what I'm saying? B, you look like you wanted to jump in there. Charles to Kendall Jenner. (laughs) I mean, look, I'm a mother to a son. I know that I am raising someone's partner. So I have to be very careful with um, how I talk to him about men and women and just relationships in general. So I I think (laughs) you're going to have those thoughts like, man, one day he's going to bring someone home and my reaction means everything. But the way that I raised him up until that point to help guide him into picking someone that is right for him because hormones are going to take over <laughs> and all the things that I've tried to teach him may go out the window and then he'll get some clarity later. But I have to just prepare him for those moments, but also let him know that hormones are a huge factor in who we're attracted to, you know, who wanting just wanting to have sex, period. And to one, th- I guess, being a woman, understanding that he may be someone's first one day. And how to approach that. Like, I think of it from a woman's perspective as a mother to a son. So I'm I'm really, I'm actually really nervous about that. How old is he? He's six. And he has a girlfriend. Like, he's in kindergarten. He has a girlfriend. (laughs) Fast fast little kids, man. Like, (laughs) it's going to happen. Not not happening, bro. You you can't stop the macking. It's just, (laughs) it is what it is. There's nothing a parent could do, Jerv. Like, these kids are around each other 24 7, 365 late. At mm-hmm. a certain point, God's going to step in and nature's going to happen, my boy. It's true. <laughs> but, you know, my son, he wants to walk his girlfriend to uh, her car. Mm, he, I tell okay. him to open the door for her, oh tell her goodness. bye, see her later. You know, like I'm. <laughs> he's made comments like, you know, I want I want her to come and sleep over at our house. And I'm like, well, hold on, you know, like <laughs> and her dad is just kind of like, OK, like, who is this little boy? But I think he understands that, like, I'm a good mom, like I'm teaching him things the proper way. Let me tell you something, big. <laughs> All right. I understand you You probably are the greatest mom to ever walk the face of this earth. I'm telling you what I'm telling you what Haven's not doing. She's not spending the night at nobody's house. Oh no! <laughs> Yo, Jerv, you're not you're not in for play dates. Um, Come I on, can... man! I'm a school teacher, and I, listen, it happens 24 seven, bro. You got to just take your mind out of the futurisms of whatever teenage haven is, and let her be innocent at six to nine. Yeah, Yo, you know let, what I'm saying. Let me say this: When I was six to nine, we didn't have sleepovers. At anybody house, that was the rule. So 
I carry that tradition from up high and I give it to my kids. Ain't no sleepovers because your father didn't have sleepovers. Your mother didn't have sleepovers when she was your age. So that's just how we go. Man, there's so many things in life that ain't easy. I mean, you, you might actually call it hard, right? It's hard to stay disciplined with a diet during this COVID-19 quarantine. It's hard to go to the gym and work out and kind of keep a decent physique going. You know what else is hard though? Talking about erectile dysfunction is hard, but curing it isn't. Usually we just brush it off, blame ourselves when things go wrong and say, oh honey, I had a long day at work, but it doesn't have to be like that. Stop making life hard on yourself and make life hard on someone else. That's right, with Roman, it's easy to talk about with a real doctor who can prescribe real medication, simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all for the comfort and privacy of your home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan if medication is appropriate. Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash B-O-M and complete an online visit. Guys, I'm telling you, you pop the pill, you take care of business, and then you take care of business. It's that easy. In fact, some might say it's not hard, except it is hard where it needs to be. Get Roman. That's right. GetRoman.com slash B-O-M to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash B-O-M. For a free visit to get started, getroman.com slash B-O-M. So I'm going to reel us back in. Issa's trying to book Schoolboy Q. And Schoolboy Q is apparently not into the show. Like, I mean, I think she did some janky stuff as far as trying to. Oh, do we uh, know? Do we know why? I thought it was just he canceled. Yeah, because Molly was trying to give her the actual rundown of this is how you secure an artist. Right. And she kind of like did the halfway. Well, the homeboy was going to do this. And I thought this person was going to do this. And it fell through. So now she's sitting on the couch throwing Hail Marys about the DM Beyonce. (laughs) Desperation. Like like that is hilarious, first of all. Like, girl, (laughs) hey, you know, I got this little thing going on, et cetera. And, and you're thinking like that, but then you reach out to DJ Mustard as a backup, and I think that is you like know I felt the way about that Trey. I was why? like, why? Why? Why is Mustard a backup? Mustard is a, is a pretty big artist. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't, and, and it ended up not happening. But like I was like, wow, they setting up Mustard to be some kind of artist who. You know, when your shit falls well, through with well, your well, main guy, you get Mustard. Well, I, well, I don't know why D- I felt and YG. Keenan would do backyard parties for two grand. Mm. So she's keeping it at LA and she's also keeping it at a time where anything goes. Cause Nipsey was even doing backyard parties. If the, if the, if, if you had five racks, I'm not letting That's that crazy. go. You know what I'm saying? Like this, five. this ain't, Oh, I got to do a venue. So to say like, yo, I'm trying to get mustard is like not an, not, not a, not a Hail Mary. It's more attainable because Issa might know Mustard Baby Mama. Issa might know Mustard's uh, engineer. So those That's are fair. certain Especially things. Especially with the LA connection, absolutely yeah, that exactly. makes more sense. For sure. We for move sure. a little we move a little different, man. It's a favor for a favor, because it might be something else that, you know what I mean? Somebody might have been mustard might have been in the wrong hood and Issa cousin saved his life. 
<laughs> now you got mustard for life. So in those situations. All right. So I got a question for the panel. Would you do a favor for a friend if you knew that that friend was dating someone connected? So like, uh, for example, or you mean the opposite. It's the opposite. opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the opposite. Sorry. I, I worded that wrong. Would you do a favor for a friend? I mean, would, would, would you do a favor for a friend uh, if you're dating you're, some if you're yeah. dating someone that's connected, yeah. and so I mean, help me out here on your answer. So yeah, so basically, like if I was dating um, a- Ava DuVernay, right? Okay. And somebody said, "Yo, I got this crazy script. Could you just get it to Ava?" Uh, I probably would say no, because most of the time, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, when I'm dealing with Someone that I know who's famous, let alone if I'm in a relationship. I haven't been in a situation where I'm in a relationship with someone like that. But obviously, I got plenty of friends who are big time in whatever they do. Like, my whole thing is, like, I never bother them with shit like this. Unless, like, it has to be, like, a really special thing that's going on. So, for instance, um, I don't know. There is somebody I know who is is making a documentary and they asked me to ask one of the players that I worked with when I was in Phoenix to be in the documentary because it's really about, no, it's not about him, but it's about like, he was definitely part of what, what they're covering. And I said, okay, so that one I, I could, I'll do no problem because I know who's working on this project. I know the kind of level of seriousness they're working with. And I know this is something that the guy I know, the player I know, he'd want to be a part of, right? It's not, certainly not someone like uh, Issa, who is clearly never has her shit together. And even though this time she looks like she's actually starting to get her shit together, that's still not to the level where I'm going to start asking favors of people I know for someone who, for the first time, gotten their shit together. I, I, like, I, I, I'm not like that, I guess. I would have to really be convinced that this is a serious thing and, and they're moving in the right direction. B, how about you? I just don't know what Molly has done to help Issa at all in this with this block party. I don't know. I guess we don't know if um, Issa has asked for any help before this. But at the same time, I could be like, you know what? I can mention it to Andrew, but I can't make any promises. Like, I mean, there's a way to deliver a no <laughs> instead of just being like, no, girl, I didn't even ask him. Like, that was the rude part to me. Let me let me just say this. Yes, you're right. She did kind of like shut up. But the one thing I'll say is when Issa said schoolboy Q dropped out, Molly was trying to help her with a legal solution to this problem. She and was. Issa was just off on to the next thing. Because again, and that kind of reinforces my original point. It's like, you so scatterbrained and all over the place. I'm not going to risk my connections and my relationships for something that you're going to scatterbrain and be all over the place on. Yeah. And that's where communication and using your words come into play. Molly could have literally said that. So from a personal standpoint, would you do that? I don't do favors. Okay. Fair. (laughs) Jerv, moving on. (laughs) Nah, I, I, w- I, w- I wouldn't do it just because I'm, I'm, I'm like, I would be protective, whether it's my friend, whether it's my significant others connect or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I mean, said, unless it's just something that absolutely makes sense and I'd be a fool not to, to connect them on it. Like I'm good. I'm not, I'm not risking, especially for not, not, especially not for somebody who, who's 
traditionally is just all over the place, constantly messing up, and could potentially make you look bad. So the one time you ask, you you fuck up, and then it's like, damn, something comes down. It could be down the line. It could be for you, but you've already wasted your one time to go ask because of your friends fuck up. So I'm good. Wow. So how about you? Um, I mean, I, to me, it depends on the relationship that you have with the person who you're asking. Um, I can give you an example. Like somebody who's who makes music reached out to me because they know about our relationship with Jake One, and I reached out to Jake and I was like, "Yo." This guy doesn't have a crazy budget, but he will pay. And Jake was like, you know what? He's an indie cat. That's your man's. Tell him, give him my information, and we'll we'll find a way to work something out. But again, I got that relationship with Jake where he's going to be like, we can work something out with an indie guy. I remember when I needed to start or when I needed to help or when I needed to this. And they worked it out. And it actually happened, right? Like, they made a song. They did all of this shit together. So I think, to me, it would depend on the relationship. I, I think, you know, I think the, the only thing that, you, that I would defend Molly on is that she doesn't really feel that comfortable with this dude to be adding this on top of the things that are already happening within their particular relationship. So I understand it, you know? So in my situation, I'm that guy. And what I mean by I'm that guy, I can't say no. And I've been in plenty of situations where I'm like, where someone throws that Hail Mary on Tech Mobile and goes all the way to the end of the end zone and launches it and I catch it on the other end. And someone's like, hey, I seen you in the video with such and such. You think you could do that? And I'm like, I try. And I really try. And I have to learn to say no. Trey, Trey, <laughs> I wish we had Bossanova right now. <laughs> oh, man, I was going to ask you a question. And then I was like, ah, oh, we can't edit this out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we'll, 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 you know, we'll have this conversation for another time. But getting back to it, I thought, I thought the way Molly handled it was just corny. She Like, it's just corny. It's just like, all right, I'm going to try it. And then, you know what? I'm just also, not going to. It's was, just. The other thing, though, is also they're not on good terms. Why are we pretending like they, they're on yeah. best terms and she'll, she'll bend over backwards for her? And like, she like when she when the conversation started, she thought Issa was calling her to be like, yo, it's been crazy. Let's get this craziness out, out the air. Da, da, da. And instead, Issa calling her, asking her for shit. Like, so it's I not think that's that part deep. of it, too. All right. Would Issa, would Issa be out of pocket to ask Andrew herself? <laughs> Jeremy yeah, says yes, Amin says no. Yeah, she would be out of pocket. It's because, because, and we all have this rule, right? Like, until you independently build some type of relationship with my significant other or vice versa for me and my homies, I don't talk to my homies and significant others but through them. Like, I remember telling y'all, like, if I have a barbecue and my man brings a girl that I never met before, I'm not even going to ask her if she's hungry. I'm going to be like, yo, son, is your girl hungry? You know what I'm saying? Like, straight up, like, you got to go through, my you got to go through the liaison, kid. man. You got, you got to. You can't just go th- direct. That's disrespectful. <laughs> hey, that's like reaching over somebody like. <laughs> <laughs> so right. what if, what if Issa calls Nathan and he's like, How's everything going? She's like, well, damn, my headliner dropped out. You know, I really would like um, Inglewood, sir. You know? So it's Nathan or Andrew? Nathan, Andrew's friend. 
because you know that's how they all know each other and so what if he's like you know what how about i ask andrew for you that would be smart would that be that's smart that's the best way that would be a super smart play and that would be using the power of the yeah. Even though he'd be going ghost with his weirdo. He's trying to, you know, get back in the good graces. So maybe that would be his his way to get back in. He's a, oh, what you doing, ass nigga. He's a WID yeah. ass nigga. For sure. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> no, no. Nah, no, I'm not WID and you to death, especially if you're not in a 20-mile radius, bro. WID is, 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 there, is up there <laughs> with HBD, fam, like. Really? How about, you just no, you, you hey, only had three you, letters in you. How huh? about you as funny? Hey, how about you? HBU. That's the response. How about you? Yeah, WYD is like it, it, like you said, Trey. It's when you on the one yard line and you gotta go ninety nine yards. And you're like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> you just chuck that thing in red. That's a sick question to ask. Like, if you're really not close, like obviously you can't pull up on anybody right now. Well, you can, but making a smart choice during COVID, you're not going to pull up on anybody. But then I'm not really that concerned unless you overshare. I don't want to WID you. What? Let's make our predictions because we spent a good decent amount of time on Insecure. Uh, let's start with John Gervais. Oh, um, I think that. I still think her and Lawrence, like I said a couple weeks ago, I think they're going to find their way back into somehow, somewhere they're going to get something going. Um, I do think, I mean, I saw the preview, so it looks like her her uh, her festival or whatever, her it's black party is going to be, gonna be a, it's gonna be a hit. So right. I'll predict that her, her black party is going to be a hit. Right. You know what I mean? But uh, Molly, Molly's going to do something drawn. I'm just ready for them to go at it. I'm tired of Molly. Like, she just need to, she just need to let Molly know what it is. She need to let Molly know I'm not the same little, I'm not the same little girl. Like, I, I, I got to glow up a little bit. And to Jerv's point, um, Trey, that's that's what I think. Where I think this is going, prediction-wise, is that she's gonna achieve successes despite and in spite of Molly's pettiness and ugly behavior. And it's gonna be a light bulb moment. Like I don't need this broad. Like she's dead weight at at this point. Mm-hmm. She just want to call me to complain about her relationships that she's constantly too good to you know nurture and water. And, and, and bitch at me about it. Uh, I'm good off of this shorty. I'm, I'm actually moving towards being a much better successful me. So, yeah, I think, I think that's going to be the impetus. Like, yo, I, I made this thing happen without you after you curved me. All right, I mean. Uh, well, first of all, let me ask a question. What happened to Condola? We still don't know. She ghosted the entire episode. She never approved, right? What's going on? Like, I know her and Lawrence had a little bit of argument, but why is she mad at Issa? That, I think that's going to come back around and factor in. I think the trailer was a, a smokescreen. I think it's going to be a massive disaster at this thing. I think Issa going to be messy as hell. She's going to be caught in the middle of a love triangle. It's going to make this whole thing blow up in the middle of the, of the block party. And... Something bad is going to happen to their old relationship. B, close us out. So, yeah, Nathan is my uh, he's my prediction. I think he's going to somehow make this all happen. He might hit up Andrew and phone a friend. Um, I personally think that um, what we've seen in the very first episode or with TSA Bay and all that, et cetera, the actual party was a mirage, just like how she talks to herself in the mirror and things of that nature, which was funny and we left out. But um, 
Also that, again, her and Molly fall out. Her and Lawrence become a thing. Condola goes bad on Lawrence. And we just get this whole mess. But also I do piggyback off of while saying that um, that uh, Issa will find success despite this, the lack of support from Molly. And then also it just still be a shitty little situation. And they, they, they kind of just not be friends and, and you know. It, I think I think the episode will probably be t- entitled "Hella Sad" or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, can, can I add one thing real quick? I think uh, what's her name, Candola. I mean, made me think of it. it was whatever. I think B. It was with B. And you said yes last week, Trey. I think that we're gonna find the reason she's not around. I think we're gonna find out she she's on a trip with the dude. Like I think that's gonna all circle back to what you guys were saying. I think we're probably gonna find that out next week. I just want. Yo. That. Yo, by the way, uh, speaking of which, did y'all see the video from Issa Rae, like the real Issa Rae, talking about why they came up with the character name Condola? No. 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 I, 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 it made me want to take my laptop and just throw it Does out it the window. Does it have anything like, to do with Condoleezza Rice? No, I okay, wish it did. Because I think there's a Stanford I, connection or something it's, there. It's, wor- it's worse than that. It's worse <laughs> than that. This is what it is. The character Condola is like supposed to be... Uh, a modern day Claire Huxtable, right? Like on top of her business, but also affectionate and kind and warm and all like the perfect woman like Claire Huxtable, right? Claire Huxtable is played by Felicia Rashad, but they were like, you know, Felicia Rashad obviously was from a different era from the 80s. They want to modernize it. So they named the character after Felicia Rashad's daughter. daughter. And I was just like, oh. Yeah, I don't. I don't How corny can you be? Like, <laughs> I, I don't love that, but but again, it's Issa. It's Issa. I mean, she gets she gets dragged and ragged for um, not being for black audiences, but she has a black team, et cetera. And no, I, think I think she she's does for need for black audiences. But I think yeah, it's, no, she's it's for very black. But niche. no, I'm saying she should be, but I, she doesn't get that love. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Like hotel know, on, and on, on, on and a Twitter? couple on Twitter. No, no, we love her. The, the 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 blacks go well again. That's a, but you're right. You are right, Trey. Because that even Twitter is a specific, is specific black people. You know what I'm saying? I just love how you refer to them as the blacks. The blacks. <laughs> the blacks, blacks, man. You know, oh, you know when, when yo, Waz, when so, Waz goes Sammy Sosa, he goes Sammy Sosa. <laughs> yo, for two things. One, I wish we had. I'm so regretting going live now. We had so many questions. Oh my God! But two, speaking of black, observe the observe, observe awake, observe. No, I mean you. You kind of broke up. Could you repeat that the, one more time, please? The season finale for Dave, for the oh. Little Dicky show. <laughs> that first ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That's a, that's a wild. That was a wild episode. I haven't seen it yet. I'm, right. oh, uh-huh. I'm, I'm not gonna wild. spoil it. Yeah, don't wild. don't spoil it for me. And uh, it's a garrison. All right, so all right, so as we get ready to send B off, B, tell us what's going on with uh, Crazy Sexy Cool this week. Oh man, we have we're actually recording tonight. Um, gonna have a good episode for tomorrow. Of course, with the you know pandemic going on, we're not working, but. 
Mother's Day is coming up. All three of us are moms, and we're really looking forward to sharing about, you know, what to do for that special mother in your life. So that's what we got going on. I'm going to have to check that out, man, because I've actually been stumped as to, you know, because my mom is in New York and I'm here in Los Angeles, and there's only so much that you can do for your mother on Mother's Day, and especially with all of these places closed and New York City being shut down. So, uh, you know, I, I, I've been needing to find some creative ways to do something nice. So I'm going to definitely have to check out Crazy Sexy Cool this week. Thank Waz, you. Please do. Where can we find Waz, Crazy Sexy Cool? Waz, also, don't forget the mother of your uh, child that you don't uh, acknowledge or know crazy. about. <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy. We are on all... Uh, podcast platform so we're on apple spotify we are on soundcloud we're on youtube iheart you can find us everywhere damn she dropped iheart on us hey. all right she big time well thanks for, for joining us b you know it's thank always you so a much pleasure. For thank me. you b excellent thanks, as b. always thank you trey yo what's up with me I, I got a bigger problem man i don't know what i'm gonna do why what's going on I got this huge bill. Like I, the bill came in the mail. It was pink. They said they're gonna cut off my service if I don't pay absolutely by Wednesday. My payday ain't until Friday though, man. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Can you can you loan me some money? Man, you know what? I I just spent all my money. I can't loan you nothing, man. What what am I gonna do, man? I think there's an app that you can use. Oh snap! You just reminded me, man. Current. Current is a mobile bank with a Visa debit card that gets you paid up to two days faster than your direct deposit. So, Trey, I'm not even I'm not even sweating it to be honest. I, it's, this is cool, man. I'm I'm gonna go out there, pay my bill on time, and not worry about it because Current's got me taken care of. But here's the problem, Trey. I think my bill might be a little bit more than what my payday gonna be on Friday. Why is that? It's just a, it's a big bill. I haven't paid the bill in months, and you know, like my check is my check, and yeah, it's it's at least I mean like a good fifty dollars more than what my check's gonna be. In. Oh wait a second, what am I talking about? Current lets me get free overdraft up to a hundred dollars over with no hidden fees. So get this, not only am I getting my money two days faster by getting my direct deposit sent to current, but also I'm getting free overdraft up to $100 with overdrive. So I won't get declined. I won't get any charged any fees. My bill will be paid. I'm going to be great. And guess what, Trey? I can also use current at 55,000 free ATMs with current and deposit checks with the camera on my phone. How about that? This is a real bank account, guys. It's not a prepaid card. It works with Apple Pay, Google Pay, Cash App, Venmo. If you owe people money, you can send it to them using your current tag. That's right, you get your own personalized tag on current that you can send money with. Current notifies you when you spend and lets you pause your card instantly in the app. If you ever been like me, forgetful, absent-minded, what did I do with my card? Did I leave it at the gas station? Did I drop it at the club? Or is it just at home underneath a pile of clothes? Guess what? Go in the current app, hit pause, boop, and no one can spend until I either determine I found my card or I have to cancel it and get a new one. And guess what? There's nothing more annoying than canceling and getting a new card when your old card is sitting right there under a pile of clothes. Guys, it only takes two minutes to sign up. Get your current card shipped to you for free right now. Download Current now. Get a current black premium card when you go to current.com and enter the promo code BOM. 
That's current.com, promo code BOM for your current black premium card. All right, Waz, I'm going to dribble between the legs, go behind the back and pass off like Magic Johnson. Tell us about Hollywood. Man, yo, so, <laughs> you know, my, my, my girl tells me that she, she heard from her friend that the, the Ryan Murphy show Hollywood on Netflix um, is, is good. She got a referral um, and, and was told that, like, this, it's a dope show. And that we should check it out. So we sit down and, you know, we're watching it. And I'm sort of getting a feel for, you know, what the show is and what's a, what it's about. And when you start watching it at first, it feels like, you know, um, just a sort of homage or just pure fanboy sort of um, depiction of old time Hollywood. Right. Like it feels like uh it feels like Ryan Murphy is like, obviously he works in the industry. Obviously he has great affinity for the best parts of the industry as far as like, you know, making dreams come true. People moving from, you know, places in Arkansas and Minnesota um, and then moving to Hollywood and becoming these famous people. And, you know, like at first they, they kind of set you up to make you think that you're watching something that's just going to be a fairy tale about the history and culture of Hollywood. And then, when you, as the show keeps progressing, you get into, they get into the seedier underbelly of the industry. And they basically like with Harvey Weinstein and, and Kevin Spacey and all of these terrible things and Les Moonves and all of these heavy hitters, terrible things that have come to light in recent years in Hollywood. The show is, is, is explaining to you that this has been the culture of the system since the beginning. Like, they just show you, like, how the churn, the sort of cycle works, right? Like, they make these actors and actresses into gods, project them onto screens all over the country and the world. People from those small towns think, wow, I want to be a god too. Then they get their asses to L.A. desperate as hell, willing to do anything (laughs) to get on. And the people who are the gatekeepers and are on top are taking advantage of these people, man, like straight up and down. And it happens at every single level. And it's not even just taking advantage of the young talent and things of that nature. It's like the system itself is just nasty. Like the show is being like, I'm shocked how like Frank, the show is being about just how nasty Hollywood culture is. And you know, you know what the most surprising part was? I thought it was going to be like Dream Girls in the sense that this mm. is what it's like, and these characters are might remind you of some real people, but they're not real nah, characters. They, they, name and names. they went with name and names. They yeah. Rock Hudson and yeah. uh, uh, what's my man, the 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 songwriter. <laughs> that was one, that was my favorite line of the first two episodes, where the first. Uh, my man, yo, you gotta go in the trail out back. And uh, the boss that's yelling is like, if you can't lend a helping hand to National Treasure, Cole Porter. Like, <laughs> I was like, I saw laughing. I looked it up. I was like, yo, this dude Cole Porter was bringing out hits, man. Yeah. This is like, this is basically like being sent to the back to go like serve his baby face. Yeah. And yo, and and I mean, and I'm because I want to get this, get um y'all to get, all get into this because I'm very fascinated to hear y'all takes. But the reason why. I wanted to talk about it here on this show, and it's not because of just this this Ryan Reynolds show on Netflix, which I think is excellent. It's because there's a part in the show within the first two or three episodes where the, a house party is thrown, um, and it happens 
literally exactly how every single Hollywood stereotype we've ever heard from our conspiracy theorist friend or cousin about, well, the party starts at around 8 o'clock, but then 11.30 hits and certain people leave and some people stay and then some new people come in and then all of a sudden people start pairing off and going on to different corners and everybody sort of understands what they're doing and, you know, people who are closeted gay people within the industry are then openly being themselves in these private parties. And these parties are how up-and-coming guys get to know the gatekeepers who literally press a button on their career and send them out of here. It literally, I mean, like, lined up perfectly with every single stereotypical story. Conspiracy about, you gotta suck dick to be good in Hollywood. You gotta do this to do this in Hollywood. It literally happened in the show. And so that's why I hit y'all like, yo... This shit was blowing my mind. So I'm, I'm, I, did y'all have that reaction? Sorry. Yeah. All right. So we got characters Jack Costello. We got Raymond Ainsley. And hold we on. Com- Before we go on, Jack Costello, played by some... I'm, I'm looking at his name right now. David Cornsweat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's a hell of a name. He um, definitely sucked dick to be in Hollywood. <laughs> the real dude. <laughs> so it's, and, and, he, and he plays a guy who just left the service... And he moved to Hollywood. His, his wife, he's pregnant. He's got barely any job prospects, but his dream is to be in the movies. And he's one of the characters that we're following, having like a sort of meteoric up and coming rise through the system. And, he, and in the first few episodes, he goes through all kinds of trials, you know, starts and stops. And he, whenever he makes progress here, there's another fucking crazy thing. So while I have around, the backstory the, for each corner. character and yeah, what's ahead, your please. inspirations. Yes, sir. So... David Jack Costello was inspired by James Dean. Okay. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so wow. Raymond Raymond Ainsley, who is the half Filipino guy, he has no inspiration in his character, but um, he's not based on a real person. But he's featured in those first two episodes because I only watched two episodes, so I'm going to stick to that. Camille Washington, the young black lady. Shouts to um, Clay Thompson. Okay. Uh, that is Clay Thompson's girlfriend. Yeah. Shouts to her. She, we know her from Spider-Man Homecoming and Black Klansman. She was in that as well. But she is not also based as a real person as well. Um, Roy Fitzgerald slash Rock Hudson is based on a real person, which, I mean, mentioned earlier and you, I think. Um Archie Coleman, who was played by Jeremy Pope, is not based on a real person. Ernie West is kind of be- – they didn't want to tell who he was based off of, but he is the gas station owner slash gigolo pimp of pimp. Hollywood. He's the pimp. pimp. What's up, pimp? This is Threats. <laughs> Bro, the way they aged up this homie um, Dylan McDermott is – crazy to me like i'm like yo i've never seen this dude look like that that that's just it, it's just wild how they got that they age him up or is that how he actually looks now he's been around man for a minute. he has been around for a minute but yo he look yo i don't know y'all gotta watch the show see shit. well running a gas station brothel is pretty 2020 i sound like that's some 2020 shit like oh you know what i'm gonna create a, a, a gas station brothel 
where you fake rub, you fake clean cars, and someone says the the magic word, and and we go have. Want to go to Dreamland? Want to go to Dreamland? Yeah, oh, man, that's a dope. What my man pulled show. up and say, I want to go to Wonderland. He was like, silly boy. <laughs> <laughs> you meant you meant Dreamland. So that's interesting. Then we got my man Dick Samuels, right? He's not based on a real person. And then we got obviously the old heads. Ellen Kincaid, Henry Wilson, he's based off a real person. Um, Avis Amberg, that is my, the living Broadway legend. Yeah. What about my man uh, from Big Bang Theory, the agent? That was... Yeah, Jim Parsons. That's yeah. Jim Parsons. Yeah, Henry Wilson. He's it. Yo, he's going he, hammer. Yeah, my <laughs> man, my man said... Yeah, I see you got a lot of talent. All right, there's only one thing left. Opens the door, like what? I gotta suck your dick. Like, yeah, he's, he's it's kind of my thing. He's going all the way in. And then we got Henrietta, who's the wife of the of the lead character. Um, <laughs> what's his luck? Moves to Hollywood, can't afford anything. Knocks her up, has twins. Been there, can't, bro. Can't get called in for casting. <laughs> Gets hit on at a at a, uh, a bar to to work at this brothel. Finally makes money. Comes home smelling like cologne and pussy. <laughs> Stayed out all night. Stayed out all he, night. What was he yeah. thinking? Why didn't he just like take a shower? Or something? She was she was, uh, she was the, she was ready to commit the ultimate test. I was like, damn, like yeah, just yeah, ask me. That was just ask me. Yeah, she was ready. <laughs> she just wanted to. Hey, what what is it called? Let me smell your dick. She pulled that on him. Um, Jeanne Crandall she's based off a real person as well um, it Bro, was you're crazy gonna have to, you, you're going to have to explain to me who these people are like, like black oh, people Jeanne Crandall like, is the, she the one that, that, da, 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 da. she's the one who actually came in saying like I'm going to get this role and you should be my lead the blonde, the blonde, uh, blonde yeah. okay. she's All type right. sexy the blonde too the blonde I was rolling bitch. All right. uh Eleanor Roosevelt <laughs> was really in there. Just just posted as a character. When this hasn't happened in the first two episodes, I that might that? be episode three. Um, well, she's in. Yeah, she's episode three, but she's in there chilling in the um, the casting the casting room, the casting room and stuff like that. And then we have, lastly, we have uh, Anna May Wong. Yeah. And she's she based real? off. Of, she's based off a real person. Gotcha. She had. To, she had to be. That, her story's too grimy for her not to be based off of a real person. Yeah, they they did her in, and then obviously we haven't got yeah, to her man. yet. That's, Queen that's Latifah a, that's a talk, is in this show. <laughs> yeah. We haven't got to it yet, but Queen Latifah's in the show. So, um, thank you, Waz, for introducing us. This is definitely a uh, dope show. Um, if you can be mature and get past, obviously, you know. Some of the, the things way, that I want to say, I want to say something about that, Trey. I don't think there's anything wrong with admitting that watching two men do um, perform sexual acts, if it's not something you've never experienced before, makes you uncomfortable. I don't think there's like it, it, we can just be honest. Like even me, at certain points, I can admit that, and, and you know, I fancy myself as you know some hyper liberal tree hugging. 
you know, <laughs> that nigga said, but even me, so that's I was, killer. even me, I was in my seat kind of squirming like, this thing is running kind of long, isn't it? Like, Jesus. Yeah, it, whole, then I cut to the, the next scene. Rock, rock commentary was great, though. The Rockets and Archie scene was just like I was like, okay. yo guys, like this is this is getting to be a lot, you know. But you know, it's, it's like the conversation was more uncomfortable than I'm like, y'all can't just sit here in your drawers and have a conversation. Like either get to it and let's get to the scene, <laughs> right. or get some clothes on and have a conversation right. like in the kitchen, like right. <laughs> and 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 so sorry, Trey, but like I just wanted to because like I don't think there's anything wrong with like acknowledging like. Man, I don't really have a comfort or facility with this material, right? Um, right. And, you know, I could work past it easily, of course. Well, I, I wouldn't want to say easily, but you know what I'm saying. I told, um, I've told this the story before, like, and, I, you know, it, I don't want to paint myself as homophobic, but I do believe, like, like you said, there's some things that are just like, by just our upbringing and what we experience are still uncomfortable. So, like, I was in New Orleans uh, during Mar- uh, no, Mardi Gras, during uh, All Star Weekend, and I was walking with me, Pablo, and Bomani, and I could, someone else maybe was with us too. But anyways, they wanted to smoke, and you know I don't smoke, so I was like, well, let me get a drink from a bar, and I'll grab it, and I'll meet you guys. Cool. So I walk into the first bar, and it's a gay bar. They got the gay flag and everything, and I'm like, cool, man. I'm securing my sexuality. I'm not thrown off by this thing. It's an establishment. I'm not like, I'm going to go buy something and walk out with it. Cool. Went to the bar and the bartender there and he got no shirt on and the suspenders and the leather pants. That's cute. And I'm like, and I'm like, okay. I mean like, so he got no shirt on. Well, I'm not having a conversation. I'm just getting my drink, whatever. So then right as I'm about to order, he, someone else gets his attention. So he walks to the end of the bar as he walks away, I realize these aren't leather pants. These are assless leather chaps. So Ball. again, Ball again, I'm like, again, I'm like, okay, like not my not the type of bar that I think I would hang out in. But again, I'm just getting a drink and I'm going. So he'll make that, you know, call him over. He'll make my drink and then I'll pay and I'll leave. It's no big deal. Then that person ordered a drink and this motherfucker went into the Tom Cruise uh, cocktail Throwing the bottles up in the air, <laughs> like, and I was like, I'm done. <laughs> walked out, walked to the next bar, also a gay bar. Walked in, I was like, can I get a Captain and Coke? My man was like, boom, boom, seven dollars. Here you go. Boom, I was done. That's that's hilarious. But it, it's funny. I told that story. It makes you because I was thinking about. It, I was like, yo, if the bartender were a woman dressed like that, I would have waited as long as possible for the drink, right? But because we've the done dude, that it made me uncomfortable. Before. Not, we've, yeah. <laughs> it's not hey, even hypothetical. It's, my man, me, me was just like, yo, he see, that's the thing. And, and you ain't famous, 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 famous. Because if you came out, nigga, and the pap caught you, it's a whole nother shit nah, that you got I, I, I would I wouldn't even have a problem with it. Like I, to me, that was the least of my concerns. Like, so I'm like, yo, man, all right. I, I went to a, they serve alcohol, they pay, I pay money for it. I don't give a damn. I'm not gonna walk. Three blocks down. Oh no, hell no! I'm pulling up. Right, so I'm, I'm like, yeah, I was up. there. Yeah, and they had cheap prices too. I'd be that dude, but like, I'm not gonna sit there and like wait while this dude's ass out and he's flipping bottles in the air, man. I'm <laughs> like, that's just a little too much. All right, man. Georgia, Georgia, Georgia Power don't pay our light bill, so we got to move on. All right. Um, last topic. I was really hyped about this just because obviously it's a what if, and it's supposed to happen because Bone versus Three Six Mafia is supposed to have this versus battle on Instagram and it didn't happen, but I came in a chat and we're opening up the chat to our listeners. 
I came in so loved as a frontliner for Bone Thugs and Harmony, and I get beat the fuck up by a mean <laughs> jerk. <laughs> <laughs> why they packed me out, bro? <laughs> so I, tell me why Bone Thugs would lose this battle, fellas? Because three six catalog is so deep and Fucking so amazing. wide, and so many bangers in there, and, and, and also you can't sing along to Bone Thugs songs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jerry, what's your what's your what's your take on this? I mean. I, I absolutely think 3-6 just washing them, washes them. It's not even a, a thought process. I mean, I, I exaggerated what I said. I, th- I said they got like three or four hits. But if you really do Jesus the mad, Bone, Bone has like maybe 10, 12 hits that everybody's just going to be like, yo, this is my shit. Right? And that's including the joint with Pac. That's including the joint with Big. All of them. 3-6 has a catalog. First of all, whether you like what they say or not, Every beat rolls. There's not one beat that's not going to have you just go. Bone has a lot of. Hey, I'm East sharpening Coast. my pinky because I'm about to come back. But hey. Bone has a lot of East Coast beats that were grimy back then. But three six, three six was a whole era. It was a whole wave. Uh, like you got to understand something, Trey, because here's something else. Like obviously, Bone Thug. We all grew up listening to him all that. I was in college when T6 came out, man. Yes, sir. Yes, and sir. that first time you hear, I bet you won't hit him up. Hit him. Like, oh, when you see the whole club or party or bar. See, you niggas like the party and niggas that step on your shoes. I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. That's what we're going to do. Who run it? It's great. All right. Let me make my case for the thuggish, ruggish bone. All right. We got first of the month. Banger. Thuggish, nice. ruggish, bone, banger. Two. The crossroads, banger. Shout out yes. to Uncle Charles. Three. If I could teach the whole world, banger. What's that? If mm. I could teach the whole wide world to so be good. a thug and so, so Trey, Trey, okay. yeah. I fuck Why, with that song, that's, Trey. That's, that's a banger. Do you have two people right here on this chat right here that heard that, that literally said, "What's that?" So that means half of the people watching. Listen, this battle, me and Waz. Know it, so that's two. I like that's that record. Two with, I like that record. That's a that's right. a Bone Thugs joint I could rock with. East nine nine East nineteen ninety nine. I remember mm-hmm. that being the title. Yeah. Now. For the love of Monday. Oh, All right, so All right, nigga, hold on. Mo murder. What's that? Oh, Mo murder, Mo murder, Mo murder, murder. Oh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You gonna keep saying okay? All right. Look into my eyes off the Batman soundtrack. Look into my eyes and tell me what it is you see. What it is you see. Now, I gave you the other part. All right, hold on. I can't. All right, Thug Love with Pop. Yeah. Hard. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Weed Song. You definitely should be banging with Weed Song. Hard. I don't think I ever heard that joint. You got to listen to that one. Notorious Thugs. Yep. Hard. So you Even had I don't 10, know what them niggas were saying, but it's still you hard. Had, you, had, you had 10 right now. And be honest with you, I'll turn that song after Big goes. But you had 10 Days right of now. our lives. Set it off soundtrack. These are the days of our lives. Yeah, I, I would like that song. I like that. Right. Look, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing that they the got songs. What about the Bone and Mariah? That, that's probably them. their biggest yeah. joint ever. Break, yes. break down. There's, there's break, 20 break. rounds. There's 20 rounds. There's 20 rounds. And out of the 11 songs that we've given him so far, Maybe five or six of them could beat 
a three six track because a lot of them oh, are hey, good songs, but they're not. Dog. They're Dog. not going to be sipping on some scissors. <laughs> that one right there annihilates ninety percent of the songs that Jesus plays. Also matters, um, Trey. I is do that, love Is that um. 3-6's music sounds so at home in the current, like, sound and to our ears because so much shit has caught up to stuff that they were doing 20 years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of the sound is influenced by stuff that they literally invented as a group, you know? So I think that's where they got the edge. Like, they feel more current. Um, hey, hey, I just got to play this because shout out to my man Kenny Powers. Boy, shut up, man. We got to get Bone ain't got enough of this. <laughs> I feel like you when you on Levitard. You gotta take the signs that you Vodka. Cranberry vodka. <laughs> Come on, man. All right. So, I mean, it's, it's I don't think I'm winning this right now. Well, hold I don't on. think I'm winning this battle. So, so here's the deal. Because but Wednesday. Was it Wednesday or Thursday when y'all doing it? You and Waz. Oh, we ain't even got to that. Go ahead and intro. Yeah, that's Wednesday. the transition. Wednesday night, Waz and Trey are going to bring you an Instagram live experience uh-huh. like no other. Or, We're or on Zoom. We on uh, Zoom, a baby. Zoom. A Zoom experience like no other, right? We've got Jada Kiss versus Beanie Siegel? Who is yes. It? Beanie Siegel. They're going to battle. They're going to play 20 songs a piece, I guess. One We're minute, all 30 seconds. We're gonna keep it short. It's gonna be dope. I'm excited for this. I want to. That's one of the ones where, like, I feel like both of those guys have a catalog with so many songs that I enjoy that I forget some of those songs. I'm excited to be reminded of some of these songs. But I want to point this out. We're gonna do this on Wednesday. How about next Wednesday? We will give the world the battle that we weren't gonna see because they got pulled out. We'll give you guys. Bone Thugs versus 3-6 a week from Wednesday. This Wednesday, though, Trey, Waz, explain to the people what they can expect. All right. So, first of all, got to be a Patreon. If you're not a Patreon, you don't get a passcode to the Zoom. Then, also, you have to, you have to, uh, you're going to be on mute, but you get to vote. Jerv is our judge. Amin will be hanging out in the crowd, hanging out, doing her thing. But then everybody's going to be doing their vote, and then Jerv will pick a vote for that round. I get to play a song for a minute 30 seconds. Waz will get to play a song for a minute 30 seconds. We switch off Snake Draft at 10. So we're going to flip a coin. Rob Lopez or Amin will flip the coin. And then from there, you guys pick the winner. And also, we're going to let our special Patreon choose what the loser has to do. So whether it's a caption, whether it's something funny, whether it's something extra— doesn't matter. Anything goes. And also, I'm gonna make it even more spicy. We're not sticking to we're not sticking to commercial songs. You can play mixtape songs. You can play freestyles. Of course. But I want the crowd to bring your A game. You better listen to all of Jada Kiss. You better listen to all of Beanie Siegel because I expect Jerv to be on his P's and Q's while he got his weed and alcohol, judging the best battle that we've basically had I will be Jada Kiss. Was who will you be? Beanie Siegel. Um, Beanie Siegel. So we yeah. got Philly versus New York. Yes. Yonkers. Yes. Um. I. You know when when Trey brought the idea to me, just the idea of a battle is dope. But having the added layer of 
Beans and Kiss being two dudes that are very instructive about what I like about hip hop, period, right? Like, obviously, there's the Nas, the Jays, the Bigs for me who set it off. But, like, I remember being 12, 13 years old and thinking to myself, like, Beanie Siegel and Jadakiss and Fab and Banks are going to be the ones who replace these fools. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's the type of level of attachment that I had to these two dudes specifically. And they did, of course, as you all know, have their own battle that's legendary, one of the greatest rap battles of all time. Um, that's That goes without question. And the funny thing is, um, Trey, like before you even said that we were going to do freestyles and all of this stuff, I already had it in my mind that I'm going to be mining clue tapes and cut yeah. master C tapes and <laughs> yeah. all kinds of freestyles. Like I already had it in my mind that I was going to be bringing that kind of stuff out. So... I'm gonna do my due diligence hey, and trust me. Now you know I'm a cheater, bangers. right? You know I'm a cheater, right? Uh-huh. So, <laughs> well, who's who? Who's got who? I got Jada, so you know I had to uh, cheat, right? Oh, you hitting up, you hitting up poobs? And yeah, he's, he's gonna try listen. to get Jada on the Zoom. What a, what a, so I'm what trying a jerk. to cheat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm cheating. I'm trying to have some actual real people in this thing. You know what I'm saying? I love it. Let me ask so y'all. So I can get D Brock in there watching with us. I love you. And, and, and maybe hiding up, hiding up in a little bit oh and see goodness. if we can actually get some 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 motivation in there. You know what I mean? I want, which one of y'all is gonna have a, a, a five person band in the background and a hype man dancing? <laughs> That's my Waz. question. Yeah, Waz. no, no. Waz, 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 I might, I might see if Reggie. I could get um something a, a state prop all all over suit um uh express oh. mail to me straight yeah. straight from um North Philly, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. That's the most I'll do, man. I think I think what people take for granted in this scenario is that when you have too many bangers, it's harder than it looks. Decide. It's harder than it looks to pick that song. So, again, I'm not hip-hop historian like LeBron James, (laughs) but I do have bullets ready in the holster. So I'm waiting. I'm really excited about this. I know Waz is really into music, but honestly, I know you put it on me to do the battle next week of me, but I want to switch it up. Yeah. No. I want to switch it up. I want you and Jerv to battle, but I want it interesting, and we need to let the fans vote. We need the listeners to vote. <laughs> Who do they want to see battle? Okay. I mean, I know it's So let me just say, I got, I got three six. Jerv, no, 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 no. We didn't have to do bone, but I'm saying <laughs> we've been talking about. Bone. I would. Love, <laughs> I'm not taking bone. Pause. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I will say, this. Uh, who would match up with DMX? Who would match up with Snoop Dogg? We have to really think these things out of dream matchups that the listeners would want to hear, and I want to see Amin and Jerv battle the next week. It just all depends on how this goes, but I think this will do amazing and that we have something going as long as we're inside. I don't want to make this a, a non-COVID thing, but just a, a, a super fun thing to do. Also, I didn't tell you guys the time. It will be at 9 p.m. Eastern. I'm not trying to keep you up too late, so 6 p.m. Pacific, and it's for 40 minutes. Be ready this Wednesday. Uh, hit up the bomb, hit up the bomb uh, account. DM the bomb account if you are a um, Patreon, and uh, they will give you the password to the uh, actual login to get in. 
I play it, drink it, make it. Smart. We should also, uh, just so everybody knows, we'll probably make a post on actual Patreon too with all the info there as well. Absolutely. Awesome. awesome. Uh, that, I think that's going to do it for the show, right? We, we pretty much. Yes, sir. Ooh, we T.I. versus Luda. Oh, that's a good one. T.I. versus nice. Luda is a good one. Put that on the list. Uh, thank you. Thank you again, Trey. Thank you, Waz. Thank you, Jerv. Thank you, B. Thank you, Rob Lopez. And thank you, everybody who joined us for our first kind of live version of the podcast that we've done in several years. This was fun. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, stay tuned, obviously, for Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. We're going to be doing, as as Trey just said, Jada Kiss versus Beanie Siegel. Uh, get your votes in for other types of uh, battles you want to see. And as always, stay, stay safe, stay at home, wash your hands, and uh, be a good person.